Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 16, Episode 9, The Teflon Queen. Do you think they're going to start selling some Teflon materials here soon? Some Rubbermaid? Is it a... Is it a pampered chef party in our future, maybe? Ooh, good idea. What's the next MLM we can get into here? You gotta start aligning yourself to these things. We're definitely not at the ground level with Pampered Chef. That's been a long ways out. For real, Janelle, leave the family and take the branding. Yeah, that's all you need. This was kind of a sad episode. Warnings up front, I suppose. A little bit of a downer, mostly because there was another death in the family that we had to document here. Let's be real, that wasn't the biggest downer of the episode. That, well, oh. <laughs> let's say Somehow. A, yeah. The, the real tragedy here lies within Cody's ability to interact with his adult children, or lack thereof. All right, hit us with the TLC episode description. Cody faces off with his sons Gabe and Garrison, and they trade blame over COVID restrictions. Then, Janelle suffers a huge loss as Christmas is approaching. The family hopes they will all test negative and finally be together. I don't think they were all hoping that. Yeah, I think there were some fingers crossed behind the backs, but not for good luck. All right, I got a little rewrite, and then we have to dig into this episode. Yeah, let's get started. The audience selects Gabe, head of the family. Cody forgets his rules and hugs everyone but his kids. Robin shows Janelle up by doing some mourning of her own. Oh boy, yeah, we'll get to it. There was a lot going on. There were some low blows this episode, that's for sure. Each week they get worse and worse. It's amazing. Well, it's nice when you finally have that title of villain between Cody and Robin, and you just kind of slip right into that, and then you can just start making all your decisions based around you being the villain. It's a little too easy. 
They acclimated very quickly. It just makes sense. They're built for it. All right. So we open up the episode and Cody has asked Gabe and Garrison to finally do something with him this week. Well, that's because this is outside and this is manual labor. So yeah, he needs Gabe and Garrison's help. They're going to help peel some logs so that they can make firewood. Well, it's going to be more than firewood. It would have been firewood if it had just laid out and rot. But now you're going to peel the logs and now you can make something with it. Like what? Has Cody taken up woodworking? This is going to be the quarantine cabin, which we're going to need very soon. Just in case anybody tests positive before Christmas, this is where you're going to come spend the holidays. Then we can wave at you from Robin's porch. We'll get the telescope out. It's going to be great. Cody already knows that if he gets COVID, he can't stay inside Robin's house, but he can't leave the property. So he's going to need to build a little shack. He's got to stay within eyesight, eye line. So Ari goes to bed on time. I guess this wasn't a Dayton or Saul approved activity. Well, Saul already told him. He was like, I have no interest in doing any of those things. Yeah. After you almost put me in that hole the other week. Yeah. Digging not a, coming back. A cistern ditch. <laughs> not looking to, yeah, get right back on the property there. <laughs> it's a lot of wood and it's a lot of work. So there's a lot of time to talk here, though, too. So Gabe and Garrison get to asking the real questions. Dad, what are we doing for Christmas? What's the dill? That's all they had to ask. And he is instantly in a rage. Triggered. Hashtag what do you triggered. Mean? What do you mean, what are we doing for Christmas? He cannot believe that Gabe is still confused about what the plan is. And this pisses him off because he gave all the moms a laminated piece of paper. Slip of paper. I slipped it under the door. I slipped the slip. The look on Gabe and Garrison's face gives away the fact that Janelle threw that piece of shit out the minute she got home. <laughs> yeah, because Garrison's like, you, you have to talk to people. You can't just give them a slip of paper and say, follow these rules. See you on Christmas. That triggers Cody because he doesn't like that one of his kids is telling him how he should handle communicating with his wives. What do you mean you have better ideas than me? You're not the head of this family. May I remind you, I am... But here's what we can look forward to and expect at Christmas time. We're all going to be fighting about COVID. That's the best part of us all getting together for the holidays is so we can really hash this out. Gabe shouldn't have said anything about that. I wish he just walked through the door and just announced the topic. Man, just bring it up at Christmas. Catch him off guard. Why did you tell him? He was excited. <laughs> he wanted to. He was getting ready. He was gearing up for it. But I like Cody's approach here. He's like, no, that's you need to call all your siblings. And get the gripes out before we get together in person. Don't call Robin. No, Let's no, get no, that no, no. straight. Oh, no, 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 no. No one's doing that again. We don't question Robin or Cody, but this is a thing where you need to call all of your siblings. It doesn't seem like Cody calls all of the kids ever. <laughs> so it's quite a task to assign to Gabe to just say, hey, why don't you go ahead and knock that out before Christmas? He's trying to really stress to them the importance of quarantining because they have a plan. They are going to start their quarantine once Hunter arrives because he's coming for the holidays. But Cody questions, do they really know what that word means? Well, quarantining means something different to everyone. And that rings more so true in this family because everybody has yeah, a different take on what that means. What is quarantining? Cody wants to know what medical facility you are checking into. Are you going straight to the um, communicable diseases unit? Because that's where he'll be in his his bubble boy chamber. Oh, boy. They better figure it out soon, though, what quarantining means. Because if this doesn't go well, 
Cody's basically just looking to cancel all future family Christmases with no notice. We're never doing this again. If it doesn't go well, I'm done with this whole family Christmas thing. (laughs) Just not going to do that anymore. This isn't the first time he's tried to cancel Christmas. Yeah, I think it was right when Robin was about to join the family. Cody was already on the cusp. Yes, she breathed life back into the Brown family Christmas with all of her creepy angel decorations. and. Well, her soul was trapped in one, so yeah, we (laughs) needed to shatter an ornament and get her back into a human vessel for the holidays. And here she is. She's living for Christmas time, which is why this is such an important holiday all of a sudden. The kids still don't get why the rules are so strict. So Cody explains, what if mom gets sick? What if Janelle were to come down with COVID? Who is going to take care of her? Uh, We would. (laughs) The people who live in the house with her on a regular basis would need to take care of her. (laughs) Without a beat, both of them answer us. Yeah, it would be us. And Garrison even said he'd quit his job to take care of mom. First of all, they know there's no chance Cody's coming over to that house. We know damn well it ain't going to be Cody. That pisses him off because that's the wrong answer. Right. Well, normally it'd be me. Yeah, it wasn't the right answer saying that it would be you. <laughs> that it, Well, that is a good good answer, though, but not the right one. Not the right one, because I really wanted to point out how much it would inconvenience me if your mom were to get COVID. That's the point I'm trying to make. And it really interrupt my schedule that I have where I'm basically just at Robin's house 24-7. Right. I can't break the rotation. How can I come to your mom's house and stay there for the entire quarantine period? I can't do that. That's it. That would be eating into Robin's time. And that's not fair. Speaking of Robin, this is where they lose me a little bit because for some reason, the boys have been talked out of blaming Robin. Up to this point, they thought it was her. She made the rules. This is all her fault. Cody's spending all his time at her house. They're not happy about it. But now they acknowledge what Cody wants, which is they aren't Robin's rules. Right. And ignorance is what led them to blame Robin. Self-admittedly, they'll agree. They didn't know any better, so they blamed Robin. I like how they're actually saying something that Cody wants them to say. And yet he still uses this as an opportunity to rip into them. Well, yeah, because then he's like, I don't even know where they came up with that. Maybe it was some polygamy poison or some parental poison, maybe some podcast poison (laughs) that got these kids thinking Robin is the enemy. I have to say, haven't liked her since day one. Just saying. (laughs) But Cody gets to get up on his high horse and explain that he's been with Robin because she's the obedient wife. She follows all the rules. It's about following the rules. That's what it comes down to. That's why he's with Robin. Gabe and Garrison just go blank. The look on their faces. They can't process what their father just said. They're very confused about the fact that he's talking about obedience and his wives. And, you know, somehow he's implying Robin is obedient, but Janelle is not. So their mom sucks. Well, not just Janelle, because then we get to blame Christine for some more stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Anytime there's a problem, he's got to make sure to blame Christine for something. Because Christine's been traveling. Janelle's been traveling. They've been vacationing. You know. been massaging. (laughs) They're going on vacations to help their family members with surgeries. How dare they? And that was, if I recall, very late in the summer. That was months had gone by, because this was basically... Isabel had her surgery in October, which I don't usually consider the height of summer. 
Also, someone tweeted us about the massage, and I laughed pretty hard. Almost fell off the bed. What was it? (laughs) You know, basically with the way Cody treats medical situations during COVID, Christine was probably having a mammogram, not getting a massage. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know the difference. It's very hard to understand. But I like where Gabe and Garrison finally understand. They're like, okay, our mistake, Dad. This wasn't Robin's fault. You're right. It's your fault. (laughs) You suck. Oh, no, that's worse than before. Because if it's anything Cody hates, it's taking any accountability at all. Yeah. So now Garrison's like, okay, well, I'm laying the blame square on dad's shoulders now. It's not Robin's fault. I won't blame her. It's on you, dad. It's also the point where Garrison checks out of the convo. He's like, I got things to do. I got to go to school. I got to go to work. I'm pretty busy. I got a sick cat and a business to take care of. (laughs) I got to get out of here. And he abandons Gabe to continue this conversation alone, which is scary. We don't want to be out on Coyote Pass alone with Cody. Has no one in this family learned? He has a kill kit. We've established (laughs) that multiple seasons now. Since you brought up Christine, let's talk about her. Gabe's trying to explain why they have such an attachment to Christine, why they would want to spend time at her house, even though they're supposed to be leaving each other alone during COVID. Right, and why Cody being the only one allowed to bounce from house to house would be problematic for Christine because she has such a deep connection with a lot of the kids, all the kids, most of the kids. Cody seems really shocked to be reminded that Christine was the primary caregiver for the majority of the children. He's like, wait a minute, that was only up until we moved to Vegas, though, 10 years ago. You know, the majority of your lives and... All of the important years establishing your connections with family members. Well, it's because Robin never got to receive that benefit. So he's like, I don't Never happened. Yeah, I don't remember this. She's been slowly erasing his memory. Yeah, there's an other end of that pencil sketch drawing. It's the eraser side, and (laughs) she's been working on that. Cody's now mad that Janelle's kids have a bond with Christine because this is a competition to him. He doesn't like that they like Christine more. That's how he's taking this. You want to spend time with her, but it's not important for you to spend time with me? I don't get it. Does not compute. But wasn't that the point of Sister Wives? About how great it is that you have this communal aspect to your family and that you have multiple parents and well, multiple moms. You'll never be alone. That was always the benefit up until last season. Then he actually calls it a click. There's a problem here in this family, and it's that Janelle and Christine have teamed up and they are working to exclude other parts of our family. I think this is where the fundamental difference lies, because Robin is excluding herself from things. You're trying to make everyone else exclude themselves from everything else in their lives so Cody can just swing by whenever he feels like it. You're trying to impose your level of strictness of how you're dealing with COVID on the rest of the family, where Christine and Chanel are like, look, we're following CDC guidelines. That's not good enough for Cody and Robin, but it's good enough for us. So we're going to see each other. And if it comes down to it, yes, we'll take that over spending time with Cody. It's actually a benefit. (laughs) The craziest thing about this conversation is that this is the first time since the pandemic started, it's been eight months. This is the first time Cody has sat down and talked to Gabe individually about the situation. And Gabe's making it sound like he's left a lot of voicemails on Cody's phone and hasn't been getting calls back. Yeah, because Cody's like, no, I could have sworn I called you. 
I'm pretty sure that we talked about this game. He can't even remember the conversations he's had with people who he is mad at. Because then Gabe admits, yes, we have spoken on the phone in the last eight months, but not about COVID, not about the rules, not about the family situation that we have right now and how we're navigating this. But I do appreciate when you do take the time to call because it finally feels like there's an effort to reach out and maintain a relationship with me. And you can tell Cody gets upset. That hits a nerve. He feels like he's being blamed for everything in this conversation. You don't call me enough. You didn't talk to me about COVID. You gave us all these strict rules. You're keeping us away from each other. You don't communicate well with our parents. So none of our moms know what's going on. Cody even says in the confessional that he knows that he should be validating Gabe in this moment because there is the vulnerability that's happening where Gabe's basically saying, I was hurt by this and this is something that I'm dealing with. And Cody outright just says, eh, but no, I'm, I'm too mad to reassure him or apologize in this moment. I'm not going to take the time to do that. I don't think he's self-reflective enough to have understood that in the moment. That was definitely the producer showing him footage and having him react and explain it to us, which is even worse. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> to not even realize it in the moment there. Now, Gabe's trying to do everything he can to appeal to Cody's ego. So he tells him that he's his teammate. Look, I'm trying to get on the same page with you. He wants to be the teammate. Yeah. Let me be your teammate. And all Cody is getting out of this is that Gabe has a lot of really good points, but he's feeling like he's being attacked. Uh, maybe Cody's putting a wall up. Maybe he learned that from Mary <laughs> in one of her self-help relationship books that she left on his doorstep. I guess you take something away from every one of your marriages, huh? Right. <laughs> he's got a wall now. So how do you respond to this type of thing? Well, Cody really wants to lay down the law, which means kick Gabe out of the house for good. You know, that would really make this... A lot simpler. <laughs> this would really make it easy. I would really love to punish him for confronting me, but Janelle won't allow that. What a bitch. <laughs> it's Janelle's fault <laughs> for that. But then Cody does have a moment of realization here. He finally clicks on what we all realized about 10 years ago. He's been away from Janelle's house so much, it feels like it's Janelle's house. And the more time he spent at Robin's house has made it feel like it's his house, his rules, his family. We've caught on to that how many episodes already in this season, and he's finally gotten there with us. This I mean, We're talking seasons ago, <laughs> years. This is also their fault, though. If the moms had followed the rules, he wouldn't have to be away, and then it wouldn't feel like Robin's house was his fault. So at the end of the day, you did that too. And that's what Gabe and Garrison were trying to point out with the COVID rules and with this whole situation, it's a blame game because Janelle and Christine are saying, your rules are too strict. You're pushing us away. And Cody and Robin and now Mary, I guess, because she has to fall into that camp because she's got nowhere else to go. She's just trying to find a lifeboat to climb into. <laughs> At this point, she'll take what she can get. But along those lines, so it's Janelle and Christine are saying, you're pushing us away. You're excluding us with the severity of the rules. Cody, Robin, and Mary are saying... You guys don't care enough about us to follow the rules. So it's betrayal on both sides. Everybody's feeling hurt and disrespected. And Cody's only regret is that in all of these years, he should have been more patriarchal. That would really solve things right now. You know, I should have been a dictator sooner rather than later. That's my biggest mistake, I think, in my marriage. 
Why do you think he wasn't like that? And now all of a sudden he seems to be embracing this philosophy. Because he's come unhinged in quarantine? (laughs) Well, that's definitely happened. Yeah. (laughs) But I think there's something to Robin telling him about how, reminding him, I should say, about how obedient and loving of the rules she and her part of the family are. Look how easy it is. You tell us a rule, we follow it. Because you're the man, the head of the family. Just don't think about all the conversations that we had that led up to you making the rule. (laughs) Because I did mention a lot of these things in passing. She's very skilled at it. She makes him think it's his idea, though. Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now we got to talk about the girlfriend. We know Gabe's been very worked up about the fact that he has a girlfriend. Her name's Peyton. Cody doesn't know her. Wouldn't be able to pick her out in a crowd. Never talk to her. At least her name's Peyton and he has a son named Peyton. So it's close enough that he like could probably remember her name if he really had to. He will not remember this. He probably won't though. (laughs) At some point, Gabe is going to have a conversation and mention Peyton and he's going to not know who he's talking about. Oh, (laughs) so Gabe has to make it abundantly clear. I can't take Peyton out of the equation. I thought it was going to be okay because... Peyton takes COVID very seriously too. She stays isolated. So if I go see her, that's not even a risk because she hasn't had any other exposure. She's isolated. And by the way, at the start of COVID, you told me it was okay to hang out with her. Is that what you interpreted that as? (laughs) Did I say that? Cody's eyes bulge out of his head because he has no idea what Gabe's talking about. I said that? I I 100% believe he said that before Robin established the strict rules. Well, those didn't come up until about two weeks ago. (laughs) So that's for damn sure. Yeah. Did you like, too, how he was like, right, exactly. I don't know what she's doing. Because he wasn't getting there fast enough in his own head. And Gabe gave him the excuse. Well, and then that's what Gabe had to be like. Yeah, she's not doing anything. So that's why it's not a threat. And in fact, I have quarantined from her for two weeks. And guys go like, why would you do that? So that you could come over. Yeah. And then you never did. And then you didn't. So why would I keep removing myself from the only social interaction that I have on the basis of hopefully getting together with you and continually being disappointed by that? It's just this is all news to Cody in this moment. But then Gabe gives him another out too. I know you're being lied to. I know people are saying that they're being safe and then come to find out they're not being as safe as they said that they were, which was 
our only out that we could give Cody and Robin as well, too, is if they didn't necessarily trust what was going on or if people were lying to them and had been caught in lies where they weren't being as careful as they were saying. I think he's talking about Christine, though. I think he's talking about Christine's massage specifically. (laughs) Another Robin comparison for us here. You know, the best thing about Robin is that when she joined the family, she sat her kids down and she said, you are going to be nice to this family and you are going to respect Cody as your father. Would have been nice if my other wives did the same thing. Would have been nice. It's it's uh best thing about Robin. That should be a meme. I wonder how, yeah. How many things can we come up with? Best thing about Robin. <laughs> Tweet us at surviving underscore pod on Twitter. Tell us. What's the best thing about Robin for you? (laughs) Flash to Christine in her confessional. I used to be that wife. She's like giggling to herself about, I used to do things like that. I used to make Cody think that he was the one who can make all the decisions. But guess what? I'm the head of my house now. Now I'm single and ready to mingle, baby. (laughs) And the best part of the episode is when Christine says it's hard for her kids to respect Cody when they see he has favorites. And I think that's what Cody is upset about. It's the mother's jobs in polygamy to convince their children that they're not second-rate family members in any capacity. But Christine and Janelle haven't been doing that, and they've been letting their kids come to their own conclusions, which, by everyone else's standards, pretty much the same, where Cody heavily favors Robin and her children and caters to that household. I was just so happy that it was acknowledged finally. Took him long enough. Now to prove Janelle's dedication to the family, Gabe tells Cody that she would risk getting COVID even though she's really old and overweight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're hitting below the belt here, Gabe. We got to take it easy. And Jenny is old. <laughs> and that really sends Cody off the rails. <laughs> he cannot believe that Gabe is telling him everyone would risk getting COVID. I mean, that is a crazy statement. Oh, this is just straight up dumb. Yeah, this is not. Let's kill some family members to spend time together. It's totally worth it. Sure. At the risk of that, why not? Your mother and Christine made choices. It's all their fault. And your mother is the Teflon queen. And she screwed me this summer. She screwed us both, Gabe. (laughs) Screwed us both. Yeah, claiming they're all making sacrifices, yet they're actually adding to the risk. And robbing Cody and Gabe of their precious time together. I think this was just a way for Cody to try and rile up Gabe to get as angry as he is at Janelle. I like that. I think he was trying to turn Gabe against Janelle. Of course. Parental alienation. Why not throw that in? Absolutely. So he, because Cody goes on a full tirade here. He's blowing up. He's getting angry. So Gabe has to calmly remind him, go ahead and calm down, take a deep breath, because I was able to be vulnerable in this conversation and share some emotions with you without being angry, and you can do the same to me. It's only respectful to do that. Please behave yourself, Dad. (laughs) Well, he doesn't calm down. Not yet. No. I don't want to throw your mom under the bus, but they made choices all summer long to continue vacationing. Again, loose interpretation of the word vacation, but that's what he's calling it. And then Cody's upset that all the blame is coming to him. I thought the issue two weeks ago was that all the blame was coming to Robin. He doesn't want it on Robin, but he definitely doesn't want it on him. (laughs) But this is where Gabe's honest. He's like, look, yeah, the blame was going to Robin because that was where you were spending time. We could see, we knew you were at Robin's house. 
all the time. We were jealous. He's trying to get back on Cody's good side, but he's just getting yelled at now for acting like he is the head of the family. Well, yeah, because Gabe gets it. He understands what the reasoning was behind it, behind Cody's decisions, and why there was this push. I don't think it was this clear back in March. I think it did take a couple forced meetings and writing out rules that he had to copy and paste from Google that he said actually came from a doctor and his nanny. But we didn't have this level of direction and clarity in March when it all started. And that's what's frustrating for Gabe. But Gabe's trying to be like, yes, this is a good thing. Now that we have this information, now that I understand, I can steer Janelle and Christine and get them on your team too. Maybe he should have just had these meetings with the kids. Yeah. I mean, Why is he meeting with the wives? Just talk to the kids directly. I think you should have meetings with your direct, with adult children. Yeah. Like you should have direct contact with them, especially if you're hearing things from Janelle that it's not going well or they're not receiving it well. He clearly knew that it was a problem. He knew that Gabe and Garrison were not happy about it, that they were complaining. They were apparently calling people. So why he never took the time to have an individual conversation with them about it, I mean, that's your own fault, dude. It's going unchecked here. But then that's the thing, too. I think Cody gets upset in this moment at Gabe, too, because Gabe's basically saying, well... I can convince Janelle and Christine to follow your rules. And then that's like, no, that's not good enough for Cody. This upsets Cody because that means that they would be listening to Gabe, not listening to Cody. (laughs) That is part of the problem. It doesn't count. (laughs) Also, no one else in this family can manipulate anyone but myself and Robin. Right. We're going to do the manipulation, not you. Let's get that straight. Gabe, you're not the head of the family. We're still looking to fulfill that position currently. (laughs) But you are not it. Maybe he should be the head of the family. He's doing the best at communicating of anyone we've seen this season. It's been going well. He's very emotionally adept. Gabe's doing a good job navigating his emotions here, keeping the conversation in check, but actually getting to the real issues and making some progress here. Cody is so low EQ that he doesn't even know why Gabe is upset. He's starting to get annoyed because now Gabe is getting frustrated and he's starting to tear up. That's not an emotion that Cody can deal with. That means it's time to end this conversation. Yeah, we we got a little too deep. Gabe's actually showing some emotion here. So, all right, let's go home then. Okay. And that was it. Doesn't hug him. No, Well, I think they were probably still social distancing because he didn't get too close to him at all. And this is all work that's being done outside. Oh, I'm sure that's what they were doing. It's absolutely a rule. It's just a second example in this season of one of their children who is distraught over something or experiencing some some type of change or impact to their life where they could probably use some parental support, a hug, and he offers nothing. He just walks off to his truck and drives off. And Gabe doesn't say anything either. He just kind of walks off to his car because they're not going to the same house because it was weird that Cody just said, okay, let's go home then, like they were going to the same place. <laughs> that was weird. Let's go to our separate living quarters, please. Let's just drive away from each other now. Then on the couch, Gabe explains about how he's put a lot of effort into maintaining a relationship with Cody over the past eight months, but that effort hasn't been reciprocated. There's been no effort from Cody to maintain the relationship with Gabe. And that one hurt. That one cut deep, especially watching it back, taking notes the second time too. And it was like, oh man, I wasn't ready for all this. Yeah, we watched that scene multiple times and it did not get better any of the times. That's a rough one. 
now we have a mood change. They have some really jolly Christmas music playing very loudly because Christine and her girls are quarantining and they're doing some family traditions to get ready for the Christmas holiday. So on December 5th, you put your shoes outside, which they should be leaving outside anyway if you're trying to follow Cody's COVID rules. Right, that's part of the protocol. That is on the slip of paper. I don't know about stuffing candy inside said shoes, but... Yeah, hopefully we have some designated candy shoes that we would have. (laughs) It's not your everyday grocery shopping shoes that you're trudging around town with. That would not be aligned with the protocol. I don't think that's going to check that box on that time, no. But Christine gets to explain to us, this is usually when Father Christmas comes by, but it's actually, it's Christine. Christine, though, because usually, typically, it would be the father in a family, but her kids don't have one, so she gets to put the candy in the shoes. And she loves doing it. And then they decorate gingerbread houses with the candy that's in the shoes. Did you catch Gwen's feminist sweatshirt? I did, yes. And I liked Truly's naughty one, so that was good, too. Everything was going great. Everyone's following the rules. And then Janelle's mom, Cheryl, passes away. It's the bad news. It's like 10 days before Christmas, so this is going to be tricky to navigate because Janelle's mom is up in Wyoming. They're going to head back for the funeral. It's going to be a whole thing here. This is crazy. The biggest surprise of the whole situation is that Cody actually gets in the car to go to the funeral. Well, it would be too much of a risk to fly at this point. It sounded like Janelle might have flown up there because she said that she made it in time to see her mom before she passed for the last few hours there. So it sounds like she got up there in a hurry. Cody took his time. Cody took his sweet ass time and (laughs) made sure that Janelle went alone. Actually, you know what? I bet you Christine went with Janelle. Oh, that would be nice. I would like to imagine that that's what took place. (laughs) That's the version of the story we're going with. That's going to help me get through it. That would make sense because he mentions having told Robin and Mary not to go to the funeral, but he doesn't mention Christine. Yeah, and I think that was more Robin saying, I don't feel like going. (laughs) Oh, Robin was not fighting tooth and nail to get to this funeral. Yeah, I think that was more of a Robin decision that Cody was like, oh, I'll say that I told you to. And then it's more for your obedience (laughs) storyline that works. That fits. And Mary's just happy to get the phone call at this point. (laughs) Hey, don't go to the funeral. Okay. You never know. She could have found out months from now. She Yeah, she's... (laughs) driving over for Christmas morning and she's like Cheryl died? <laughs> Are you serious? When did this happen? When, when? I'm not on a calling list. Nobody text me. Man. <laughs> they, need, they need to start a brown, a brown family discord channel like we have for our virtual cul-de-sac. You gotta, you gotta stay posted. Do you think he would have gone if Cheryl wasn't his mom slash his dad's sister wife? I well, think well, well <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> well, it's not his dad's sister wife. No, no, it's, it's you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the because we get the whole rundown, the life story again. Yes, Cody's dad married Janelle's mom before Cody married Janelle. Documented in Robin's number one New York Times bestseller, Becoming Sister Wives. There you go. And I think when one person occupies so many family titles and roles, you're obligated to go to that funeral. She's your mom. She's your mother-in-law. Mother-in-law, stepmom. <laughs> the list goes on. And then, yeah, the familial, your mom's sister wife, children's grandparents. 
It's a lot of titles. It's a lot of responsibility. They're asking all of the the wives in the family about Cheryl. And instead of saying something nice and personal about her, Robin somehow makes it about herself and how Cheryl was also the last wife coming into a family. <laughs> so they have that in common. Yeah, well, it's pretty bold for Robin to assume that is her role still at this point in the family. We're getting risky over here. We're starting to lose wives, so we might have to add some back to make sure we keep that celestial kingdom at the level that we subscribe to. (laughs) But look, this is close proximity to Christmas. We've all been quarantining so much. We're trying to take this so seriously and be careful. But Cody is just hoping and praying that somebody tests positive so we can cancel this whole thing. So he can just quarantine with Robin and her kids at their house alone for Christmas. This is his last chance for a quiet family Christmas at Robin's. In the meantime, he's stuck at Janelle's house after coming home from the funeral. So Robin does a drive-by. This is another one of her stopping by to act like I care about what's going on. But I'm really just trying to wave at Cody through the window. That's it. Yeah, she's peeking her head in, knocking on the glass. (laughs) And Cody, again, yeah, propped up at the door, rustling around the curtains, looking out, trying to get a glimpse of Robin. (gasps) There she is. They don't talk much per Janelle. So she's kind of like, why is Robin here? Why was Robin carrying so much shit? She came bearing gifts. But like, what was it? It was like board games. There was a wreath. A wreath. There was definitely a wreath. I guess Janelle's like, I don't do Christmas decorations. And Robin's like, you have to do them. (laughs) Cody's stuck in your house. Cody loves to see the Christmas wreath. He can't have Christmas without his wreath. Basically, it's pretty strange that Robin stopped by. (laughs) The pile of shit she brought was even stranger. Yeah. Anyway, how was the funeral? (laughs) Really sorry I couldn't be there. I was there in spirit, I hope you know. Robin was there in spirit, baby, though. (laughs) If Robin was there in spirit, she'd be a lot madder than she is right now because she would know that Cody wasn't following his or her rules hugging all these people at this funeral. She doesn't really even offer much support other than just saying, you know, I was there in spirit. Points. I'd like the points and credit for going, even though I didn't go. Now they're trying to educate the audience about the fact that there's this thing called rapid tests. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Rapid tests? I thought you had to be sick to get a test, but apparently you don't. So this is the downside of having your show air a full year behind reality. (laughs) But they found this out just in time for Cody to get out of Janelle's house faster. Wasn't that convenient? Yeah, it's like, it was kind of like cavemen discovering fire. It's just getting that on footage where it was like, wow, rapid tests. You don't even have to be sick. (laughs) You take them and it tells you if you got the COVIDs. Robin's like, I don't get it. I don't get the whole hoopla and the hype behind the rapid test. She doesn't mind the drive-up test where they shove the Q-tip halfway a mile up your brain. Because she's got no nothing up there. There's no resistance. <laughs> Just straight in, swab it around. It's fine. Oh, that bothered you? I didn't feel a thing. I must have had a good nurse. <laughs> but she would be the dumb dumb who would like walk right in the front door and it's like, no, 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 no. Stay in your car. Get out of here. Robin has concerns because the worst case scenario is that she could be spending her Christmas alone with her kids and Mary. That that is worst case scenario. That is a nightmare. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's the worst thing that could ever happen. Really hoping these tests come back negative. Also because Cody is going to come over prior to Christmas. Right. He's got to bring the wreath back. 
<laughs> Gotta return this pile of shit. <laughs> These board games in case you're bored. But Janelle's just worried here. She, she's talking bigger picture than just the larger family at whole here. She's worried about society in general changing forever from this whole COVID thing. This is where Robin goes ahead and takes an opportunity to tell Janelle, who just got back from her mother's funeral, that Robin, she herself, is going through sort of a mourning period with the status of social norms now. (laughs) She says it so seriously and doesn't realize that those maybe weren't the best words to use. Oh, Janelle looked like if looks could kill, she would have choked this bitch out. Not going to lie. I'm surprised she didn't tell her right there that it was getting too cold and she had to go inside. Yeah, that's usually that's usually the cue. But yeah, it's just because then Janelle had to ask her passive aggressively too. And Oh, yeah, how it used to be just so easy to get together. Remember when we like didn't get together? We just chose not to get together, even though it was easy. And now we miss taking advantage of how easy that would have been. COVID has really pulled the blanket off of some of our issues, but they were there before. Then Janelle fucks with Robin a little bit. Oh, she's got to double down here. Yeah, she's got to let her know where she stands. She's telling her that she's had to really think about if she still chooses plural marriage. Yeah, bitch, I do. (laughs) Don't you forget it. Cut to Mary, who's claiming that she never thought about leaving the family. She never had that cross her mind. What do you mean? I know Mariah's grown, and I don't necessarily need to be part of the family to raise children, but no, I've always been 100% in. Wasn't that literally... The conversation that was had in season six (laughs) that we just recounted too, because they were basically like, Mary, Mariah's going off to college and you're going to be like old and alone. (laughs) What does that mean? Are you going to babysit my kids then? She spent like three seasons being attacked by the family about what she was going to do and if she was going to stay now that Mariah left. What is it you say you do here? And this is where Janelle gets rid of Robin again by telling her she's freezing. So she's going to go inside. Oh, it's cold. Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and take our COVID tests now. She's very attuned to the weather this season. It's going to rain. We better get going. It's pretty cold. I'm going to have to go inside. She even built a fire, a preemptive fire, before for this conversation. Still too cold. Got to go inside. Sorry. It's a new day, and Cody is heading to a place where you definitely won't get COVID, urgent care, to get his COVID test, because he's got to get back to Robin's house. And it's time to pay the piper for the sins of his funeral experience. (laughs) He's a little worried. He's nervous. Because he broke some of his rules at the funeral. Isn't it amazing how every time Cody gets a little distance between himself and Robin, he breaks his own rules? It's odd that that would happen. He was just hugging randos who he didn't know where they'd been at the funeral. Would you admit to that on TV if you had not hugged your son in an emotional conversation, nor given your daughter a hug prior to her going into surgery? Those are inside thoughts, Cody. Inside (laughs) thoughts. Keep them in there. But it is good TV. Oh, it's Emmy-worthy television. Because then we get to hear about Cody's given promises, too. That's how he was able to go to the funeral. He promised Robin he'll be back for Christmas. He'll be home for Christmas, as the song goes. That's all she's playing on repeat. Yeah, right. (laughs) But if Cody tests positive, he doesn't think Robin will ever forgive him for that. Well, that's just true love, isn't it? It's almost on the same level 
as letting your wife take your child for a very serious surgery on her own. It's that unforgivable. Unforgivable. Neglecting your sick toddler child to the point of kidney failure. Unforgivable. What kind of shit is that, though, that this is such a big deal? Christmas. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Compared to all the other things that have gone on this season, big decisions that have had to be made don't get in the way of Christmas at Robin's house. Don't get in the way of promises to Robin. That's that's really the summary of this. He gets a negative test, thank God, because Ari couldn't take it anymore. She can't go more than two days without Cody now. They probably should have run a couple other tests. We haven't seen some cold sores in a while. Maybe you should <laughs> check in on that. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. I think it is good that Cody's COVID test was negative because the universe has something a little bit more poetic, a brewing <laughs> in the next couple weeks here, I think. What do you think about the fact that Ari can't go two days without him? Yeah, you know, it's been 10 days since Cody's been gone and the kids seem all right. <laughs> so that would be my rule here. I think it's really interesting that the math doesn't even work out because this is the proof that Robin didn't want polygamy from the start. She wanted Cody because if all the other wives were in the rotation, Cody would spend two nights with you and then eight nights away. Mm-hmm. So that's more than two nights away. Definitely. Even if you cut Mary out, I guess that's why he has to go down to two wives. It can only be Robin and Janelle because he can only spend two nights away. She even says that Ari tries to block the door when he goes to leave. That's a learned behavior. That's a. <laughs> she watched that from mommy. You got to be careful. That's a. That's a crime, too. You can't keep doing that into adulthood. Yeah, it's a load of bullshit that Robin cares so much about her sister wives and wants to live plural marriage because how come your kids don't understand your family situation and that dad leaves and goes and sees the other part of our family? The other families. And we had another sighting. Some folks on Twitter were tweeting us about it. Notice the pencil drawing makes an appearance in the entryway there. Next to the fridge, it's framed. It looks like it was almost slightly blurred, too. <laughs> like they were trying to block it out and be like, maybe we can slip this by. People won't notice how fucking weird it is. <laughs> They're disturbed by it. The editor didn't want it staring at him while he was working oh, on this. No. <laughs> and we saw it. We saw it. It is Christmas Eve. We have arrived. And everyone is allowed to get together. Just what Cody and Robin wanted, right? Perfect. Yeah, everyone is quarantining and following the rules. Now it's everyone's time to get together here. The amount of wipes and hand sanitizer that this entire family went through during this process can't even count. Can't put numbers on these. It's ridiculous. Everyone's going to get their rapid tests. Everybody who went to the funeral. But they tested on the 20th. So Janelle's mom passed away on the 14th. So the funeral was obviously not on the 14th. Yeah. So we're talking a couple of days. It definitely is not the incubation period. The incubation period. That's what you got to worry about here, people. Especially at this time. Because sometimes you don't have enough of the virus in you to test positive after only a couple days of exposure. The best bet would have been putting it a little bit closer to Christmas. Maybe you would have had symptoms. Maybe you might have had a little bit more of the virus in your system that would come back positive early, early on. Nah, we don't know. It doesn't matter because Robin and Cody want to do this activity. That's what it is. Yes. That's when we can get a little bit lax with the rules because we needed to have Christmas together. Their nanny said it was okay. (laughs) The nanny has her own plans. Oh, right. We'll find out. 
So everyone's at Mary's house and she has bought some sort of pullover snuggie situation instead of the traditional Christmas pajamas that she usually gives the kids. So everyone spends the night (laughs) kind of contorting their bodies to fit into the wrong holes of this hoodie and playing an unsafe games. We're looking to go to the ER tonight. Yeah, one way or another. <laughs> Someone got a sip out of one of Mary's cups. <laughs> that's some fun. Some go-go juice in there. Well, that's not the only game we're playing. We're also playing a silent game of taboo that Robin has initiated that nobody else agreed to play because the whole family gets involved in this. Nobody's allowed to talk about COVID. Nobody's allowed to talk about politics. If you were the person who was accused of making the list of rules, would you then contact everyone to create a list of off-limit discussion topics? I don't know. Cody loves freedom. And last time I checked, freedom of speech was still in the Constitution. (laughs) Things go well on Christmas Eve, so we're back here on Christmas Day at Robin's house. And while everyone's opening gifts, we get a little shot of Ari as she opens one of hers and can't remember her sister's names. You know, she looks familiar. I just can't place her. I just... trying to remember who half these weirdos are and how we're related. It's too complicated. She's four years old, which I get. That's young, but not so young that you should be forgetting people that you've known your entire life. Yeah, Cody thinks it's interesting and sad. I think it's just sad. I think we could just stop right there with the descriptors. (laughs) It's pretty sad. And where's Robin with her family photo album? She was quizzing her kids before she married Cody, teaching them who dad is, pointing to Cody's face every two seconds in every picture. That's who we call dad, not Cody. That's dad now. Dad, do you hear me? That's dad. There we saw her enforcing the rules. That must have been right after the conversation where she said, you are going to respect dad, not Cody, as your father. We're joining this family, come hell or high water. This family is your last chance at a family. This is all we get. It's all downhill from here. Robin's letting the holiday melt away all the hurts that have been inflicted upon her this past year while taking hundreds of photos of her kids. I hate it that Robin is taking so many pictures, snapping the camera with the flash on for every single moment when we have a professional camera crew in the room. Drives me nuts. Maybe she's taking up scrapbooking in quarantine she's got to do something while the nanny's busy teaching the kids (laughs) cooking them dinner and whatever else she does yeah it's it's pretty rough then we get a nice little psa for some seasonal depression (laughs) from cody just realizing that you know what i'm not very joyous there's no joy here i'm surrounded by family and yet feel pretty joyless right now i'm a hollow empty shell there is no joy in december of 2020 i'm sorry well, to be fair, a lot of us felt that way. Well, that's true. But I think the main reason is just because Cody's been possessed by a demon this year. And it's finally sucked enough of his soul out of him that you can't see any light in his eyes anymore. I have to say, his eyes have gone black like coal. I'm thinking that's what happened here. The Shira Chateau has a demon. That's what happens when you have a lot of negativity. You attract things. You attract the negative energy. It's, it's bad. You got it real bad. We wrap things up with Christine telling us this has definitely been one of the quietest holidays they've ever had. But, you know, despite the fact that she hates her husband and she had to spend the holiday in the room with him and his succubus wife, she had a good time. You know, all things considered, it was nice. (laughs) I think it was nice. Celebrating us together, putting our issues aside for the day. 
next episode. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. After a family gathering, the Brown family has their first COVID exposure. A conversation with Cody is the last straw for Christine. And when he returns to her house, he finds his belongings boxed in the garage. Oh, the poetic justice (laughs) of having Robin and Cody's child care provider (laughs) and her husband test positive for COVID just in time for Ari's birthday. You can't write a storyline like that. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. I hope that we see the kids' reactions to this. I want to see Gabe and Garrison get told on camera about the nanny. Front and center. Yes. I need to see that. And how much you want to bet that Robin would invite? It looked like a good number of people for Ari's birthday. How much you want to bet she would not disclose the exposure to anybody who was at the house for that party? (laughs) Oh, I have no doubt that Robin is not the one who's going to break that news. She's not going to tell anybody. And then Cody finding his three measly boxes in the garage. Wow. Yeah, our favorite freaky batch can't stay in an intimacy-free relationship. That's just not going to do it for her. Okay. We've been telling you for a couple seasons now. A couple years now. Wow. 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 This is our two-year podcasting anniversary. It's right up in there. What a gift. It's almost a box for every year <laughs> of Cody's materials that end up in the garage. Because, yeah, whopping. Three whole boxes in the garage. One labeled books, one's labeled clothes, and one's labeled other. Can't wait to speculate on what's inside each of them. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll have to save that for next week. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.